0: Imagine yourself commuting to work through the streets of Metro Manila. That's what you probably hear in your mind. But if you're listening to this podcast while going to your office, unless you're privileged enough to own a car and you live in a CBD, this is what you are actually going through. Slow traffic and streets too narrow for all the vehicular traffic to move. Smog. Smog looming over your head, and other pedestrians bumping into you. That was also how Stroll Copenhagen sounded like, felt like, until 1962. It was then that its city council decided to eliminate cars in Stroll and give it back to the people. Until now, it is noiseless with clean air and no traffic. People comfortably walk in its mix of high-end boutique and mass market shops, amaze themselves by watching the street performers in Amartov, and remember their past by visiting the historical squares that stem from the main street. Stroll is now the oldest and longest pedestrianized street in the world, attracting tourists from all around the globe. we don't have to travel far to see a street that was influenced by this concept. Recently, Fatima Avenue in Valenzuela City was reintroduced to the public as a 250-meter pedestrianized area. You can find no cars in that street. Only street lamps, picnic tables and chairs, jogging paths, and the Museo Valenzuela. There are also some old trees that the local government wanted to save for the generations to come. And on the other side of the metro, in Bonifacio Global City, Taguig, you can also enjoy all sorts of activities on foot or by bike. Walk around the pedestrianized Bonifacio High Street or cycle along 2nd Avenue, 31st Street, and Rizal Drive to grab a bite, window shop, or just hang out. These are spaces that everyone, the people who own a car and those who don't, can enjoy. I wonder what having more spaces like this in the metro would be like. I'm Carl Sayat and you're listening to Estate of Mind, a podcast from Ayala Land Estates, powered by Puma Podcast. On Estate of Mind, we imagine and redefine our urban spaces, what they should feel like, what they can be, and what we can do to make them a reality. In this episode, we'll be talking about inclusivity. The pedestrianization of streets like Stroll, Fatima Avenue, and BGC is just one way of creating spaces that are inclusive for all.
1: It's really designing for everyone, for all genders, for all um, income classes, even the marginalized, no? and to give equal access to opportunities and resources.
0: This is Ayala Land Planning and Urban Design Head, Mia Kimpo. Mia is also an architect.
1: We really design for children. We make sure that children are able to use our estate. At the same time, we think about persons with disabilities. And the elderly, we have to make sure that they really are able to navigate our estates no? without difficulty, without uh, needing special help. So I think that's very important.
0: If that's inclusivity, being able to move and enjoy the resources around you, whoever you are, what makes it hard to achieve?
3: What prevents certain people from being part of certain communities? So obviously, you know, income, that's the number one, know.
0: You've heard Art Corpus in our first episode, and if you've listened to that, you already know that he's an urban and regional planner, awarded by the PRC as Most Outstanding Environmental Planner, a fellow of the Philippine Institute of Environmental Planning, Foundation for Economic Freedom, and also a board member of Ayala Land Incorporated, or ALI. Art says there are many other ways to create an economically inclusive estate. One is through design.
3: It's really more of the income, lifestyles, at language or, or skills.
1: We make sure that our estates are not just accessible by car. It really begins with site selection. We research if the property is accessible by public transport. And if it's not, we ensure that we provide a terminal. You know, that takes a lot of coordination to be able to have a terminal and to connect your estate to various transport lines, not just the P2Ps, but to the bus and cheap networks. So as much as possible, that's what we do. And in our larger estates, for instance, like New Valley, from the beginning, we've actually planned that it would have a bus rapid transit system that runs through the estate.
0: The talk about a good public transportation system comes up every now and then across all our episodes as a feature of an ideal city, may it be in the aspect of sustainability or inclusivity. So, how can we design for better transportation across the country?
1: We use the science of traffic. Part of our team is really a transport planner. We don't design all of these roads and pedestrian networks randomly. We really try to understand how people move around and design better spaces for all. So I guess that's where we go for social inclusivity. We have bike lanes, parkways, and greenways. In fact, in New Valley, you know, on weekends, a lot of bikers are there. There are a lot of biking groups that bike around New Valley and use it as a jump-off point for cycling all the way to Tagaytay.
0: It's not just the Ayala Estates, Fatima Avenue, and Stroll in Denmark that work this way. The Academic Oval in Yuki Diliman... Riverbanks in Marikina and the Esplanade in Iloilo are like this. Public spaces that are accessible by biking and walking. A question lingers. Why can't we have more of these design concepts translated and executed on a much larger scale? It's
2: important to have parks, safe parks, safe streets, because these are places of congregation that will help people interact safely. So that's on the physical space. However, what's really more important is the policies that will guide how people behave in an area.
0: Ana Gonzalez, Ayala Land Sustainability Manager, says that a city is made of both the tangible design and the intangible mindset of those who live in it.
2: Noong unang panahon, ang tingin nila sa mga nagbibisikleta ay mahihirap lang. <laughs> may, may ganun. And I think some people still think that way. But once you actually allow bicycles or even encourage them, then uh, people start to have a different view of people who use bicycles. Now they understand that bicycles are used by whatever class of society. And bicycles are actually desirable for any community because they help people get around. That's a demonstration of a policy or a mindset that
0: also helps change other people's mindsets. Like Anna said, It could be that passing laws for bike mobility, for example, made more people open to the idea of pedestrianization. And of course, seeing it implemented with their own eyes helped shift perspectives as well, such as this example from one particular community.
2: We wanted the bicycles because we wanted to have an extra opportunity for people to actually move around. And it just so happens that at the time that we were trying to put it in, it was because we had construction workers and they were using bicycles. We wanted it specifically because we we were in construction. We also wanted the construction workers to have a way to get to work easily and safely. And also, there was also an increasing number of residents, many of them expatriates, who wanted to be able to bike around or to bike commute. In fact, it's taking us to the first world. Because the rest of the world, the first world, actually has allocated areas where bicycles can pass through.
0: Given that, how does a land developer like Ayala Land open conversations for concepts that make more spaces accessible and inclusive? Hindi kasi
2: kami inang sasabihin ko. So we cannot compel people. Oganito kayo dapat, ha? We create those opportunities by design or by
0: gentle pushing. Although developers cannot directly craft national policies, their economic and even cultural influence is undeniable. So, given the power that they hold, what are specific strategies Ayala Land executes for inclusivity?
1: We have products for different uh, market classes. no?
3: In Ayala
0: Land, I think we have the advantage of having uh, five residential brands. Manny Blas, another guest you've heard earlier in the series, also has something to say about this. Remember, he's the head of sustainability at Ayala Land. You
3: know, we have ALP, which is our top tier, and then Alveo. Avida, Amaya, and uh, Bella Vita. Those five residential brands uh, cater to specific segments. So we actually have the products that we can put in any estates in order to be able to offer different
0: products, depending really on what stage, life stage uh, a group is. Manny admits that it's challenging to have even more affordable housing developments, but they still offer what they can. But so what we try to do is we have uh,
3: the flats, which is a, a dormitory type for people who probably live in Quezon City but works in Makati. But they can stay at a very reasonable price in a flat that is comfortable, organized, secure with a workspace if you wanted to work with two others or three other people so that you keep the cost down. So we we tend to cater to a wide and diverse uh, set of communities that we have in every estate
0: because a diverse estate becomes a more exciting estate. Diversity is not just equal to offering residential spaces of different price points. It also means providing what they need outside of it, places where everyone can rest, play, and mingle.
3: I mean, look at Poblacion, for example. I walked to Poblacion from Tower 1 one time it's 30 minutes and it was 30 minutes because I was with some friends and you know of course you're talking while you're going there I think I could have made it in 20 minutes you know if I just walked to Poblacion which a lot of people do because there's nowhere to park in Poblacion but you know Poblacion is a totally different place the atmosphere the vibes you know the crowd is is so much different but you want a Poblacion also in Makati. Everyone wants diversity. You know, people like privacy. I mean, you you like that, that you have your own space. But they don't want to be always alone. (laughs) They want to be able to go out and say, well, this time I'm going to go to an art place. And this time I'm just going to go and shop. This time I'm going to have Japanese and there's little Tokyo for you to go. And this time, you know, I'm bringing some of my uh, Balikbayan friends and I want to show them Green belt, which is high tier. But for drinks, we're going to walk over to Poblacion. It's something that, that you need in every development. You have both the privacy as well as the public space, and you have the diversity. And I think that's what we strive to do in, in every estate, that there's enough distractions, diversions, and places of
0: interest for you to go to. A place of interest for many Filipinos are the malls. How can malls be welcoming for everyone if it's a space where you're traditionally expected to spend?
1: We go into discussions with potential buyers, actual users of our estates, and we really listen to them and see how we can improve At the same time, we incorporate innovation. If you look at our older malls, they're really huge boxes which don't have windows. They're very exclusive because they're really inward-looking, and um, you need to filter the people who go in, diba? Our old malls, no? But um, nowadays, we've changed the way we design our malls. They're more outward-facing. We've broken up these big boxes into smaller clusters, and we intersperse them with nature, these green ways, no? So now, you know, our designs, for example, in New you have Solinad, our mall there, it's more inclusive. Anybody can really just walk through it and then look at all the shops. You don't have to enter a big building to be able to experience the shops or experience the civic space. And you can really just do window shopping, you know. That's the beauty of it. You can just walk through and then when you make your decision, that's when you enter.
0: Mia says it's all about designing for people.
1: This has a historical precedence, no? Turn-of-the-century retail was really all um, along roads, main streets, and then you just entered them after window shopping. You're experiencing the open spaces, the public space. No? You can even check out the pop-up stores there or just hang out in these public spaces.
0: We want inclusivity because we want every individual to have access to spaces and enjoy the resources more equally. And this creates synergy for the community. As our corpus says, it's this diversity that makes chance encounters possible. In turn, they bring about the chemistry of the unexpected. And that was another episode of A State of Mind a podcast from Ayala Land Estates, powered by Puma Podcast. This episode was written by Faith Navarro with editorial support from Robbie Alampay. It was put together by audio editor Nina Toralba. Join us as we imagine and redefine our urban spaces, what they should feel like, what they can be, and what we can do to make them a reality. Subscribe to Estate of Mind on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen.
1: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long.